0: Welcome to Seeking Paradise, Reflections on Spirituality, Community and Justice. When I moved to Bolton in 2008, I moved into a flat in a new build estate on the outside of the town centre. And there were four blocks of flats that were already built and there were plans i think for three or four more but then the recession hit this was 2008 and the building firm declared bankruptcy and they never got around to building the other blocks that were planned but that was kind of a blessing in disguise actually because it meant the estate had a had a large open space in the middle of it which was never built on Originally it was fenced off, but eventually they took fences down and flattened the earth with a bulldozer. But it was just a big amount of wasteland. And I thought to myself, there's there's an opportunity here, isn't there? to, To create something more beautiful. But I didn't bother asking permission for anything. What I did was get up in the middle of the night and planted a lot of grass seeds. Because I thought at least it could become some kind of a meadow with a lot of long grass. And it did. And then I planted a few daffodils as well. I thought, let's create some beauty here. And daffodils are very hardy things that grow up every year. And they did from that point on. It always cheered me up when I got to this time of year in the early spring and saw those daffodils blooming that i had planted years earlier. This in, in quite a modest way was a little bit of guerrilla gardening. Guerrilla gardening is going into urban spaces without permission and planting flowers, planting things, making tiny patches of earth in a street more beautiful, just for the sake of doing it. It happens in a a lot of cities across the world. And I would describe guerrilla gardening as a practice of paradise, a practice of planting paradise in our world, because we can. The spirituality of paradise that has been inspiring us this month is really based on the work of theologians Rebecca Parker and Rita Nakashima Brock. Their amazing book Saving Paradise traces the symbol of paradise across 2,000 years of Christian history and art. And the book argues that early Christian theology and spirituality was paradise-centred, that it was a faith in the idea that paradise is still here, here and now, even in the midst of injustice, violence and suffering. And that Christian faith and Christian worship is about entering deeper and deeper into a this worldly experience of paradise, a gradual awakening to a sense of living in paradise, of becoming citizens of paradise. And that we do this by making beauty and by feeding the poor and protecting the vulnerable and healing the sick by practicing love and by offering nonviolent resistance to empire. This is an awakening to the kind of spirituality expressed by the American poet, Emily Dickinson. Expulsion from Eden grows indistinct in the presence of flowers so blissful. And with no disrespect to Genesis, paradise remains. Early Christian churches, or at least not the very earliest Christian churches, but Christian churches, many of them of the first a thousand years, looked something like this. There were these green scenes of paradise, plants and animals, creatures, a sense of joyful abundance. And there is a cross, but there's not a crucifixion. There's no image of the dead Jesus. There is the image of the Christ as the good shepherd. A living, life affirming, beauty affirming image of what entering into worship, what the experience of this faith looks like and feels like. And worship was seen as an experience of entering into paradise, a delightful, beautiful taste of exquisite reality. And they said the assembly of saints bears resemblance of paradise. The people, us, you and me, gathered in the act of worship bear resemblance to paradise. In this vision, the church is an outpost of paradise, offering resistance to empire. Now, in my book, Seeking Paradise, I take Parker and Nakashima Brock's work and I apply it in a different way. In a, I take it in a different direction. I say that this 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 image this spirituality this uh, symbol this poetry of paradise we can consider to be an equivalent a translation an alternative phrase for what jesus called the kingdom of heaven or the kingdom of god or or the empire or the rule of god or the the kingdom of god i'm saying that it makes sense to think of what Jesus was talking about as being paradise as well. And so we can think of Jesus saying, paradise is within you. Those who weep now will laugh in paradise. Paradise is already spread across the whole earth, but people don't see it. Paradise is like a mustard seed. It's tiny, but then it grows and it becomes massive. Many will come from east and west to feast together in the garden of paradise. And I argue in our contemporary world today, our mission or our purpose should be seen as seeking this paradise, discovering it, building it, planting seeds of paradise in the world. That we should be paradise-centered rather than church-centered. Jesus never said, grow the church. Let's make sure there's lots of churches. He said, seek first the kingdom of God, the paradise of God, and these things will be added to you as well. Seek first the spiritual and political transformation of the world and create communities that are going to make that happen. So our task is to plant seeds of paradise, to guerrilla garden paradise into the world. That means gathering together and imagining a better world, having an imagination, a dream of paradise. It means loving tenderly, caring for one another practicing deep generosity from the depths of our hearts, non-violently resisting those forces of destruction and violence and empire, making the world more beautiful, bringing joy and pleasure and peace and non-anxiety into our world, fiercely calling for justice and naming the powers of evil, having holy conversations with one another and with different types of people, worshipping in joyful connection with the spirit of life and with the assembly of saints, which means you, you and me and us, and practising prayer in a way that we discover for ourselves the reality of the divine, not believing in creeds, not being concerned of other people's ideas and what other people have written about these things but following the mystical path of discovering for ourselves that reality that we sometimes dare to name as god planting seeds of paradise Now Jesus talks a lot about planting seeds he lived in an agricultural society so his listeners would have understood this and one of the things he said was sometimes the seeds don't grow sometimes we plant the seeds and the soil's not good enough or the weeds or the pests or the birds or maybe just for unknown reasons destroy the seeds, cause the seeds not to grow, and the seeds don't sprout. So I think the practice of planting the seeds of paradise also means we have to get used to the idea of failure. We have to get comfortable with the failure in this noble task that we're doing. The work is hard, and sometimes our plans don't work, and sometimes The digging and the planting don't seem to produce the fruits sometimes we try a project and it doesn't work this pandemic proves that for us the pandemic is a kind of a rocky soil that has meant some of our plans have not grown as we planned their might some of the work has not happened in the way we thought it might do we live through times of good soil and times of rocky ground not everything we do works Sometimes it feels like nothing works, that we're in a place in ourselves and in our world and what we're trying to do that is dry or shallow or weedy. And that's hard. But we keep planting those seeds of paradise knowing that not all of them will grow. I've had to learn that in my ministry There's projects that I've tried that haven't worked. I tried a Canton Coffee Club on Meetup. I did it for a year or so. One or two people came most of the time. I didn't manage to gather people together that I thought I would together on a Sunday morning and have a coffee. It didn't work. I tried something, it didn't work. That's okay. You learn, you grow, you keep planting the seeds. We keep planting seeds of paradise. Some won't grow, some won't quite make it, but some will. Some may grow to become great trees we can gather under in peaceful shade. Some will become a garden where we can rest in a joyful assembly. Some will become paradise on earth. And so that is our work to keep planting those seeds of paradise. And to discover that reality of paradise in the work when it feels close by and when it doesn't. But when it feels close by, we can follow its scents and its tastes into deeper, deeper places In the words of the fourth century poet Ephraim the Syrian, paradise surrounds the limbs with its many delights, the eyes with its handiwork, the hearing with its sounds, the mouth and the nostrils with its tastes and sense. Paradise raised me up as I perceived it. It enriched me as I meditated upon it. I forgot my poor estate for it had made me drunk with its fragrance.